Welcome to the official Substack of Brandon Ritchie podcast episode. Today's date is January the 30th, 2024, knocking out the first month of the new year. And if you're tuning in, today's title or the title of today's episode is The 360 Individual. And in today's episode, I'm going to be highlighting three areas. The first highlight is what is cultural Marxism? That's the first. The second is what is the difference between a system operative and a 360 individual? And the third highlight I'm going to touch on today involves what is the significance of the chair to the lion tamer? All right, this and all of this I'll be getting into. And the uh, once again, the title is The 360 Individual. Preface, quote, Political correctness is a war on noticing, end quote, Steve Saylor. The culture war and cultural Marxism are real, and if you don't see that by now, you are truly a victim of demoralization, or more accurately, a victim of what KGB defector Yuri Bezmenov would refer to as ideological subversion. Now, if you're suffering from political indoctrination, you might read this and ask, Brandon, where's your proof? Well, first, you have to be capable of observing reality. And in observing re objective reality, you must be capable of looking at what is actually happening in the world with respect to what people actually say while simultaneously being able to look at exactly what they do in regards to their actions. I'm going to say this one more time so that you can implant this into your memory. Cultural Marxism is real. To give you a concrete example of this regarding the Orwellian-style definition of words, if you read Wikipedia's definition of cultural Marxism, they define it as referring to a far-right conspiracy theory that misrepresents the Frankfurt School as being responsible for modern progressive movements, identity politics, and political correctness. It goes on to say that there is an ongoing and intentional academic and intellectual effort to subvert Western society via a planned culture war that undermines the Christian values of traditional conservatism and seeks to replace this with culturally more liberal values. Source Wikipedia. Now, when I look at this definition presented by Wikipedia, I'm literally thinking about how all those so-called more liberal values have resulted in literally destroying our currency, how those values have accelerated and assisted a mass invasion of our country, how it's advocated for endless wars all over the world, and how it's resulted in the development of the modern-day slave trade by turning our borders over to the cartels and human smugglers. With every single thing that I just mentioned in terms of the actions of the things that are actually happening from the invasion of the country to the human tra trafficking, these all have been brought about by our current communist progressive government that has given us three years of the real-world application of these so-called, quote, liberal values, end quote, as Wikipedia likes to point out. Aside from Wikipedia's attempt to throw a metaphorical information grenade onto the definition of cultural Marxism with their pathetic label of calling it a, quote, far-right conspiracy theory that misrepresents the Frankfurt School, end quote, they did a pretty good job of getting the rest of the meaning of cultural Marxism correct. So having cleared all of that up, why exactly was cultural Marxism created and are there institutions and why are there institutions like the Frankfurt School that push forward these stupid societal ideas? The short answer 
is that it's about social control that serves to feed a political movement for a given party within a system of government in order to carry out the social desires by utilizing the levers of institutions within that society. This all sounds eerily familiar to the cultural rot that has infected our major institutions here in the United States, right? You see, the prevailing narrative is that those who desire control at all costs will use the victimhood narrative in order to divide families, divide neighbors, divide people, divide communities, and divide nations. If you don't believe me, then all you have to do is switch on your TV to MSNBC. And if you happen to be a patriot that loves your country, MSNBC has labeled you a fascist. Hillary Clinton has labeled you a deplorable. And James Carville, former, former political consultant to Bill Clinton, has labeled Christian nationalists as being the biggest threat that the country has ever seen. Yes, as absurd as that sounds, Carville actually said that. You see, these cultural Marxists love to use an old psychological technique that I've covered several times here on this show that is known as projection. Psychological projection is defined as one that projects their undesirable feelings and emotions onto someone else rather than dealing with those unwanted feelings directly themselves. So when Hillary Clinton, James Carville, or Joe Scarborough resort to using labels to criticize 50 to 70% of the country, it's because they are actually the very things that they are accusing everyone else of being. So the question is, why do these people do this? I mean, aside from dividing and conquering, why do they resort to such sick and pathetic means to achieve that desire control? Instead, why do they not just work to defeat their opposition in the arena of ideas by winning over hearts and minds? The short answer is because they can't win in the arena of ideas, so they must resort to direct personal attacks, censorship, and the suppression of the ideas of their perceived opposition. The reason they can't win in the arena of ideas is because many people within the establishment system of media, universities, and the corporate world aren't 360 individuals, but are rather what are known as system operatives. All right, real quick, I want to interject just to make a few announcements here. If you are tuning in and this is your first time on the Brandon Ritchie Substack, welcome aboard. I'm glad and grateful to have your ears. If you're a returning listener, you're always, uh, I'm always thrilled to have you back. If you are a first time listener and you do like the message and uh, get into this uh, into this episode and want to support it, and you want to get updated on the on the latest episodes right directly to your email inbox, make sure that you subscribe at brandonritchie.substack.com. Uh, you can subscribe there as a free subscriber. You can also become a paid member, and being a paid member, it costs about as much as a cup of coffee per month uh, over, the, over the annual commitment, and you'll get updated on and be able to access paid-only content on the website as well that I give to my paid and supporting members there. Uh, you can also listen to this podcast on other platforms such as Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pocket Cast, um, Spotify. And if you're on Spotify, please make sure that you give me a follow and give it a five-star ratings. That helps boost it into the algorithms of that platform as well and helps me overcome a lot of the censorship and the suppression that I experience on the platform as well. I'm also available on Public SQ. If you want to go to Public Square, it's a Freedom First, America First uh, marketplace for businesses. 
And uh, the podcast in the blog is listed there as well if you want to give me a follow there. And if you are a first-time listener and you do like this and you're wondering what is this all about, this podcast basically serves as a map to help you and those around you to be a zenith during chaotic times. And that term zenith means at your peak, at your best. I believe the way to do this is I I cover an array of topics here that range from culture to history to philosophy to politics, health, and I explain and the narrative in terms of the way I frame it, how these things funnel down and, and affect and impact your life as an individual directly and what you can do about it in terms of how you can impact your environment. As you become a zenith and you grasp the understanding of your environment, you're more capable and you're more able to not only thrive within the environment, but also you possess the knowledge and tools and you'll learn to possess the knowledge, tools and means to change the environment, to be a more freedom friendly, freedom loving environment. And that's the goal. It's about transforming the culture in order to transform the current Uh, economic and governmental environment that we're living in, which is not a good one. So that's the purpose here. On that note, let's continue heading the system operative versus the 360 individual. A while back, I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine over the phone. This particular friend is someone who's another intellectual powerhouse when it comes to the events of the day and can bring clarity to the reasons why all of this chaos is happening. Regardless, we have had many conversations over the years discussing the cultural and political landscape of what's going on in the world and why such horrible things are happening in our country right now. In one of our conversations, he referenced a term he had heard from Victor Davis Hanson referring to the reason why Donald Trump is such a powerhouse that has been able to literally take on the entire apparatus of the United States government from the media to the judicial system and the corrupt intelligence communities. The reason Trump has been so successful with winning over the hearts and minds of Americans, according to Hansen, is because he refers to Trump as a well-rounded 360 individual. In other words, a 360 individual has vast experience in the world and has a wide range of tremendous skills, along with being able to interact and engage with multiple groups of people from every kind of background you can think of. In short, a 360 individual doesn't necessarily have a huge marketing department, a consulting team, or a media network for themselves for that matter. They have learned to figure things out for themselves because they've been forced to figure things out for themselves in their lifetime due to having run a successful business or businesses in Trump's case And this makes them more well-rounded, more capable, and more resourceful. A 360 man or woman has courage because they don't care about being labeled or attacked by their opposition because they believe in actual change for the better. I'm always amazed at how many people for years, particularly so-called Republicans and Libertarians, have complained about how our government needs a drastic change to benefit the American citizen But when someone like Trump comes along to actually implement real change, some of these people complain about the process because it doesn't go so smoothly. Have you ever noticed this with some of your friends and family? I mean, when people complain about how he used to post on X, formerly Twitter, I would just scratch my head and ask them if they paid attention to anything that's literally happening in the world right now. 
I mean, do you expect the current power structure to merely just hand over the keys to the country to a new leader like Trump after having literal decades of grifting off the American taxpayer through endless wars at the expense of American blood and treasure? I believe you have to ask yourself what you're more offended by today. Are you more offended by the guy that publishes a mean tweet or the deranged individuals that have controlled the levers of power for decades and have literally enriched themselves at the expense of American lives through wars that they are responsible for getting our country into? To me, this is as clear as day and night, but I have found myself scratching my head over many people who complain about how Trump fights. Personally, I'm just grateful that we finally got an actual fighter to implement actual change in the country. In my view, this change has been long overdue. So now that we've established what makes up a 360 individual and what it is, and what is it that I mean when I use the term system operative? A system operative is simply a person that is part of a large established system that works within their individual part to maintain the function of that system. A system operative is typically a worker within the corporate or governmental structure that does their part to make sure that the status quo of the system that's in place is maintained due to their efforts. In short, the system operative is the opposite of a 360 individual. A system operative cannot function like a 360 individual because they don't possess the vast experience, interpersonal acumen, and problem-solving skills that a 360 individual possesses due to their vastly different backgrounds associated with risk management or risk assessment. As an example, a system operative is less likely to take on the risk of starting a business because they are more risk-averse versus the 360 individual. A 360 individual is more likely to take on risk because they've spent a lifetime learning, assessing, and taking on risk in order to build confidence in their abilities to manage risk and have the knowledge and experience to do so. The system operative may be greatly rewarded financially, along with various rankings and titles within the system that they work, but they are always limited in terms of their scope and understanding of how the world works because they spend the majority of their time only viewing the world inside of the system in which they operate. A system operative prefers to solely engage in playing with house money. Uh, That would be only other people's money, where a 360 individual will, will literally put their own personal money where their mouth is to back up their venture. The 360 individual is always learning. After a long day, the 360 individual will take the time to read over news stories, current events, and refresh themselves on events in history, philosophy, and finance. They may even take up learning a new trade. The point is that the 360 individual more closely represents a Renaissance man or woman, where the system operative is more of a worker bee that carries out the task of its organization. When looking at the corrupt media, the corrupt judicial system, and the corrupt administrative state of government, the problem is that the system is full of, well, you probably guessed it, system operatives. However, with Donald Trump coming along, he has shed a huge MAGA spotlight onto this problem, and more and more Americans are realizing that we need to replace the system operatives that make up the overwhelming majority of the administrative state with 360 individuals. Heading, the lion tamer and the chair. 
And looking at all of the animals in the wild, there's no question why the lion is known as the king of the jungle. Lions are incredibly powerful animals, and they can travel in numbers consisting of a group known as the pride. Within that pride, you will have both male and female lions along with the smaller cubs. The lionesses rear their cubs together, and cubs can suckle from any female with milk. In addition to this, and as you're probably well aware, lions are incredibly powerful animals. A male lion can weigh as much as 190 kilograms or 418 pounds, and a female can weigh in at 126 kilograms or 277 pounds. The pride is very powerful as a unit. Aside from being some of the most powerful animals in all of nature, they are also very resourceful creatures. Lions are intelligent and typically do a great deal of their hunting at night as their eyes have adapted to the dark. Furthermore, it's incredibly impressive that lions will also do a great deal of their hunting during storms so that their prey have a more difficult time sensing that they are anywhere in the vicinity of their space due to the noise from wind and rain as well as the fact that the soft ground makes for an even more stealthy environment for the big cat when stalking its prey. Source, the WWF. I wanted to summarize some of those interesting facts about lions prior to sharing a quick story with you regarding the lion tamer and the chair. I am including the story here along with a link to credit the website it is published on called, called Purpose, Focus, Commitment. The story begins by talking about a master lion tamer who was at the end of his career as he was ready to retire. Because of this, it was decided by the circus management and the lion tamer that they would make the decision to start the search and training of his successor. This process would require a lot of work and focus for the new tamer to be able to control the lion. There were hundreds of candidates, but after some time had passed, they finally made their selection with a new young student and the training began. When the first, with the first lesson, the master, <coughs> the master explained to the student that that most courageous lion tamers use only two tools to control the fierce beast prowling around the cage. The two tools of choice consisted of a whip and a chair. As the mentor presented this to his new apprentice, he could see that the young man was taken by surprise. Notice. And noticing this, the mentor asked him, Which of the two tools do you think is most valuable to the tamer? The student answered, Surely it would be the whip. To which the master replied, No, the most important is the chair, but more specifically, the four legs of the chair. After being told this, the young student stood there baffled. A chair, said the student. That's odd. But why a chair? Why do the four legs matter? The, lion, the master lion tamer replied, A lion can easily overpower, kill, and maul a person. However, it's only easy for the lion to do so if it can focus on a singular object or just one person. The lion tamer uses the chair as a means of distraction. When the lion is faced with the four legs of the chair or stool, it tries to focus on all four points at once, which causes the lion to be confused so it just stands there frozen and unable to focus. Because of this, the lion tamer remains relatively safe as long as he has the chair to use for this purpose. Source, purpose, focus, commitment. Heading, the wrap-up. 
So why did I go to the trouble to hit you with all those interesting facts about lions and to then segue into the story about the lion tamer and the chair? I know you know that everything has a reason when it comes to the function of this podcast, and if you're thinking that now, then your assessment is correct. You see, the other day, I had a subscriber send me a quote that said, It's no longer our job to awaken the sheep, but rather it's our time to awaken the lions. With that in mind, there's an important observation to make in regards to how our society has been lulled to sleep and led into a state of confusion now for many years by our government, media, universities, and just about every other major institution in our society. To help you connect the dots these institutions have produced, if they have produced anything at all, a weak culture that has coddled generations of kids and young adults, pandered to the mentally ill, and created a society with a mindset of, quote, dependency, end quote instead of a culture of more rugged individualism. Just like the story of the lion tamer and the chair, the tamer used the chair to confuse the lion, much in the same way our institutions have confused much of our population now for generations, and I've seen this change occur firsthand. In fact, you don't have to go back that much further in time to observe this, as the 1980s were the decade where our country was a nation that was full of lions working together like a pride, And the world knew without a doubt that the United States was the king of the jungle. Fast forward to the current day and and we caught a glimpse of the start of the awakening of the lions between 2016 and 2020 when we had a 360 individual in Donald Trump to take over the White House. However, as soon as we witnessed the corruption of our election system, you can easily see how the long-standing tamers of our society are desperately trying to maintain hold of that chair in order to keep our society confused once again like the lion in that circus. This is exactly why I'm here to tell you about this and to illustrate to you about how much power you possess as an individual. You can be a lion, and once you realize that with your discipline, your action, and your merit, Then you can optimize yourself to be a 360 individual and it will become clear to you that the tamer's chair is simply there to confuse you and that the tamer is not the threat you've traditionally perceived him to be. Right now, our world doesn't need any more system operatives. We need lions. I hope you enjoyed today's article podcast. If so, I hope you would choose to support this platform as part of the Patriot Economy as well. Be an emissary of freedom and help to push this piece out to your friends, family, and coworkers. One way you can do this right now is by joining me and giving me a like here on Public SQ. This platform is directly tied to support to the support of a Freedom First movement by allowing you to line up your purchasing power with businesses that share your values. In order for both you and me to influence and strengthen our society, we must not stay idle, so please make sure you hit the subscribe and share buttons here below. Spreading messages like this one is how we influence our culture, and I need your help in order to do it. Also, listen to this episode here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pocket Cast. If you like this podcast and the message, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating on the Spotify platform. Also, to connect with me, please make sure you join me here on Facebook, Getter, Truth Social, and now Substack social media called Notes. Stay strong, stay focused, stay active, and have a great day.